We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Friday, it's April 9th, it's 2021, and we have six MLB games to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how's it going, my friend? Not too bad, getting crushed in basketball, got crushed in baseball, getting really crushed in the Masters. But, you know what? I've won enough in the last week where it was all just a free roll, so... I guess back down to square one for the week. <laughs> Do you know what I did for the Masters? I did no research and I made a team for the Millie Maker. That's I, I felt like that was the best way to do it. Um, I made two teams for the Millie Maker, um, reserved my entries, and then put in a dummy lineup for both of them. And one's actually cashing. One has Matsuyama, and one of my buddies knows Brendan Todd fairly well, so I have like a ridiculous amount of him and if he wins i think i might win 280k in sports betting <laughs> don't nice. think that's gonna happen nice no my team's cashing right now nice it has um can't lay on it he didn't yeah. play hot um so yeah. i maxed out i maxed out the super draft one all the super draft ones and I think my four top owned guys might miss the cut. <laughs> oh, well, that's not going to be good. Luckily, there's baseball today. Um, we got a six game slate. Um, it's an interesting slate. Like, pitching is, uh, I don't even know what to call it um, on this slate. It's not there's, very good. Yeah, there's not great options, but there's a lot of mediocre options. 
Yep, some guys that like pitch really well in like their opening day starts. So it'd be really, really interesting here. So let's jump into it. Um, we get started with the Angels and Toronto. This game's being played in Florida, not in Toronto. Um, Steven Matz against Andrew Heaney. Uh, let's start with uh, Andrew Heaney here. Um, any interest in him in this spot? I feel like I have to wait and see on ownership because. I mean, a lot of it is going to depend because he's a little bit of a volatile guy, like has a decent K rate, but gives up a lot of hard contact and a lot of fly balls, specifically to righties. And we look at this lineup for Toronto and there's Simeon, Bouchette, Hernandez, Vlad, Guriel, Grichik, all those guys hit the ball hard. And even Kirk is a bit of a decent hitter for a catcher. So it all kind of depends on ownership. If he's going to come in unknown, there is enough strikeouts in this lineup and there is enough um, upside here for Heaney that I could see using him, but I kind of am guessing that he's going to end up being the chalk on the slate. If that's going to be the case, I'm probably going to end up with a lot of Toronto stats, but if we're just talking no ownership, he probably grades out as one of the best plays on the slate in terms of an upside standpoint and decent point per dollar play because he can go a little bit later into the games. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys, even though there's some decent walk rates on this team, there is strikeouts in this lineup. So it's kind of a big risk big reward situation so based on where ownership's going to land at is going to take my entire decision um yeah ownership definitely matters and it's the same thing that i said last time he was starting he is such a guy that you can hedge against you can play him on a team and you can stack against him on a team he is He's a guy that can absolutely get rocked. He got rocked in his first start against the White Sox. Um, Toronto strikes out a bunch against left-handed pitching, a lot. Um, just up and down this lineup, there's a lot of strikeouts. They're a team that has a ton of power. So it's the the my biggest concern here with Heaney, Grant, is it's going to be 85 degrees in Florida, in Dunedin, for this game. Um, and it's a spring training complex, so I don't even know, like, if it's a shorter field or anything like that, but like the weather is not in Andrew Heaney's um, like graces here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely not. And I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing both sides regardless. Steven Matz on the other side of this game, he dominated um, the Texas Rangers in his first start. I don't want to believe it. Um, we'll have to he's gonna have to prove it to me again you know especially in this spot i don't really have a ton of interest in him i, I really like the angels here yeah yeah i mean i honestly don't mind Matts. i mean he, yes he has to prove it but if you look back to his stats to, since the beginning of last season he's got 3.4 xfip 27 percent k rate and he's a bit of a reverse splits pitcher so that's kind of what worries me because there's a lot of guys with some power from the right side of the place i mean we got trout rendon upton all in the lineup where i think they're all Bible, but like I'm a little bit worried about his reverse splits in this situation or not reverse kind of splits neutral because there is a lot of guys that can do some damage here and I mean it's been a little bit different season over season he's kind of been more leaning towards normal splits over the last year and a half so that's a little bit of a concern but I think that you can play pretty much anyone on the angels but Matt's definitely, if his stuff is actually good, if he's looking like he was in the first line or first matchup where he just kind of mowed through that lineup, then he's potentially in play for tournaments just because there's not a lot of great pitching options on the slate. Yeah. Um, listen, I'll, I'll let you play Steven Matt. I'm going to, I'm going to hope to stack 
against him um, and, you know, see what happens here because outside of, like, Otani, if he's even in the lineup, like, maybe Justin Upton, there's not a ton of strikeouts in this lineup in general against left-handed pitching. Um, and the top end of the lineup is a very patient top end of the lineup. So I, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to, I think I'm going to lean on the side of playing the angels over mats here, but completely understand. Um, let's talk angels bats. I love Rendon. I love trout. I love Justin Upton. If Kurt Suzuki is catching, I like him. Um, what are your thoughts or even Stassi, whoever's catching, give me either one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind the rise. And honestly, I don't mind the lefties. Um, like I said, he was a little bit more, he was reverse splitsy in 2019, 2020, smaller sample size. He was pretty splits neutral, um, or pretty normal splits. And it, maybe it was because his changeup just didn't do that great. Um, he's got a different arm angle. So I wouldn't be surprised. I'm kind of treating him as splits neutral, which makes me want to play. If Otani enters the lineup, I want to play Otani a little bit more and don't mind throwing in Walsh into my stacks because I think he's going to be largely ignored because people are going to look at the lefty-lefty matchup. But, yeah, I'm honestly fine. Like, the weather is the big concern. So any of these guys that can take the ball out of the park, I'm fully on board for. Yeah, I want the power righties. Give me all the power righties. Um, Whether I make a, a stack or not, like, give me all the power righties. And then on the Toronto side of things, like I said, they strike out a lot against left-handed pitching. Heaney is a guy that can give up bombs and, you know, a lot of hard contact, a lot of fly balls to righties. Like, give me give me the righties in this side too. Like, I, I like this game. The weather is going to be the best weather on the slate, um, assuming that there's no rain in the forecast. I, I know there's no rain in the forecast up here, but um, uh, just give me, give me both right-handed power bats in this game. Yeah, no, um, I absolutely love the Toronto bats. Like like I said, Heaney gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact to righties. So Simeon stands out as a fantastic play. Bo Bichette, Hernandez, Vlad, Gary L. Grichik, all these are guys that hit the ball over a 40% hard hit rate. Like all these guys can absolutely match. All these guys are very good batters. And going up against the lefty, they should just – if the ball is flying, they should end up crushing. Like it's all about – Heaney's going to get his strike. It's probably going to get – a 30% K rate in this matchup, maybe 28% K rate in this matchup. Um, But it's all about when those fly balls happen, are they going to leave the yard or are they going to be doubles? And there's a very decent chance that they are because these guys really hit the ball hard. So like I said, I might play a little bit of Heaney if he's going to be low owned, but if he's going to be the chalk, I am absolutely hammering the righties in this lineup and I'm going to stack it every single which way. All right. Moving on, we have Detroit at Cleveland. Uh, Tehran against Plezik in this one. We'll start here with Julio Tehran. Um, decent first start against the same team um, in his first outing. What are your thoughts here on Julio Tehran? I'm, I'm staying away. Like I get that he may have had a decent start, but we look at his numbers last year. Absolutely horrible versus lefties absolutely terrible and i get that he had a decent start he only had three k's he walked three guys in five innings like i don't can't remember what his xfip was but i can't imagine that it was very good he didn't get a ton of ground balls so he just kind of ended on the right side of variance in that matchup i'm not expecting it to happen again this guy isn't a great pitcher i'm not expecting too much out of him and there's going to be lefties all the way up and down this lineup so i think that he's going to struggle a lot and 
I have no interest in playing him, even though at a cheap price tag, I'd just rather take a shot on pretty much anyone else or just pay up to the 7.5 K range, 7.7, 7.9 K range, just because it's not worth it to me to play to Tehran. I don't see a bunch of upside. Like his upside was literally the last start. That's his upside. And I'm not taking 15 from this guy on the slate. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I'll, I'll play him here either. I just pitching so awful on the slate in general. Um, I don't think he could do it though. I really don't. And then, like, Pleasic on the other side, he's the highest priced pitcher on the slate through 94 pitches in his first start. If they're going to let him throw 90 plus pitches against Detroit, like, I have a ton of interest. Yeah. I know he didn't do great in the first start, just happened to get babbipped and walk a few guys and not really hit his K upside. But yeah, Pleasic, I'm fully on board for playing. They have the low, Detroit has the lowest team total on the board, I think. And, Plesic's a guy that he plays with Cleveland. He's going to get let late, go late in the game. Last year, he had about a K per nine. Um, not really terrible versus lefties or righties. This isn't a great lineup. Plesic's probably the best raw points play on the entire board here just because of his ability to go later into the game. And the matchup just makes it a perfect spot for him. Yeah, like I hate the 9,600, but when you're looking at the matchup, you'd have to think it's a decent matchup. Um, I know... He said Babbitt a little bit in the first start, um, which is always concerning. But I think he's in play. Honestly, might be a day to pay down at pitching a little bit and just kind of take some of these like seven, eight K guys um, and just roll the dice. But I think in cash games, you're going to see Plezik with a pretty high um, ownership wise uh, total here. So, um, Let's talk Detroit bats. Anything standing out to you for Detroit? No. I mean, if you want, like, if Plezik's going to be chalk, like, I know it's not likely that Detroit's going to do something, but they're all super cheap. Like, no one in the starting lineup outside of Castro is over 3.6K. Like, I know it's a, it's, it's a disgusting lineup, but there's a six-game slate. There's not many bad pitchers. There's a few bad pitchers in the slate, but there's not many. But there's also not any great pitchers. So it kind of makes sense that like everyone being mediocre there might not be many games that are that high scoring so i, I don't mind taking a shot on detroit if please going to be very high owned then i think it just makes sense to kind of go with these double stack it up with a uh, bigger or a more expensive stack and just roll with it don't you want the dude named badu badu bad dude <laughs> bad do i <laughs> oh man i i think he's a guy that you have to like like he's 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 been in the game and like he's just a 22 year old that's just smashing the baseball um like all joking aside like this guy the, like he he was a guy that was up there on as far as like the prospect list for um this team in general i think he was top five let me look um so he was he was a top 10 hitter in their organization and speed power combo very raw very raw but like he's definitely somebody that is off to a decent start um like a lot of the guys that we're going to see a lot of this like you're not going to have a lot to compare as far as like double a triple a because of last season so um at 3500 depending on where he hits in the lineup i think he's someone you have to look at because he is someone that you know, can steal bases and stuff. You know, he, he has some wheels. 
Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Like I said, I, I'm, I mean, obviously it helps the police that gave up a whole lot more hard contact for lefties last year than he did to righties. So Badu makes sense. Uh, Mazar is plus he has the best name in baseball. Badu, he's a uh, bad dude. I mean, it's solid. I don't know if it's the best. I feel like it's I mean, right, top I, five. Yeah, definitely top five. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like literally, I'll I'll play. I'll play Grossman. I'll play Cabrera. I'll play Candelaria. I'll play Mazar. I'll play Scope. I'll play Badu. I'll play Ramos. All of them are so cheap. And yes, this isn't a great matchup, but I don't expect them to come into high ownership. If I want to double stack, I'm more likely to mini stack it, but if I want to double stack this with a higher price stack, like throw in the high gap price guys from the Angels, throw in the higher price guys from the uh, Indians, like it, it's not a bad idea just based on a game steer, theory standpoint. But yeah, if we're just talking about a single guy, Badu is probably Badu and probably Cabrera are the two top options for me. Um, Cleveland bats, anything standing out to you for Cleveland? Jose Ramirez is a fantastic player. Like I said, Tehran's terrible versus lefties. I like Rosario. Naylor, if he ends up getting in the lineup like Bauer, all these guys that could potentially get pinch hit for, but Tehran's so bad versus lefties. I really don't care. Like it, it, it's just a perfect spot. I mean, there's a reason why they have a 5.3 run total. Like Tehran's going to get crushed here. And it's most likely the lefty's going to do it. Most likely Rosario or Ramirez. And then it's kind of seeing what ro- lineup they end up rolling out and then kind of figuring out how many of the guys that could potentially get hit for. But everyone, everyone the lefties grades out is good play. Every single one of them because of how bad TA run is. And then if you want the varieties in there, there's always a chance that some of them end up doing some damage. Um, Yeah, like Ramirez is so expensive. Like he's going to be solo owned just because of his price. Um, I mean, I don't people expect- don't have money to pay up. Like please X the most expensive guy on the slate. And there's a lot of cheap guys here. Normally that thing that would be the case, but. I mean, Plesek and McCullers are the only two guys over 9K, and yeah, McCullers stands out as a great play, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Ramirez draws a decent amount of ownership. I guarantee he's going to grade out very well in hitting projections. Yeah, he should. He should. Uh, Philly at Atlanta. Uh, Zach Wheeler against Charlie Morton. Uh, Wheeler, awesome start in his first matchup against Atlanta. Um, one hit, seven innings, ten strikeouts. Um Zach Wheeler was always a guy that had talent, but dealt with injuries when he was with the Mets. Um, any interest in here in Wheeler against Atlanta? No, nah, I mean, it's a tough matchup going up against Atlanta. Like, obviously, they got good batters all the way up and down. Weather's not going to be terrible tomorrow. Um, not going to be great. But Wheeler, like, he didn't show a ton of KFs last year. I mean, I know he's shown little glimpses in the past, and he's done pretty well at different points in time. But this is Atlanta. Like, I, I just don't like this matchup. And I'm assuming that some he's probably going to be played more than he should be strictly because of his big outing in the first game. I mean, yes, he can repeat it, but not a guy that I'm overwhelmingly happy to play when I can go up 300 for McCullers. And I just I, I don't I don't trust many pitchers versus Atlanta. I'm definitely not going to pl- trust a pitcher that only shoot through or only showed upside in the first game of the season. Yes, it was against Atlanta, but I, I don't care. Like I'm, he just pitched out of his mind. Maybe it'll continue, but I, I am kind of betting against it. Yeah. I don't hate him for tournaments. Um, I, I think, I think everybody's going to be like, Oh, it was a fluke. Um, 
and it easily could have been. But last year we saw him pitch well, just wasn't striking guys out. Um, you know, his strikeout rate was under 20%. But, he, you know, he was a guy that definitely had some solid numbers. But I think he's worth a shot in tournaments just because of the slate when we're looking at pitchers overall. Yeah. Um, and just – I don't think a lot of people are going to play Wheeler in general um, against Atlanta. And then on the other side of this game, you got Charlie Morton who in Philly, you know, a lot of few runs to this team had a few strikeouts. Like it's the same matchup, but again, like the pitching slate is just, it's, it's weak. I don't want to say it's bad. It's weak. Um, This game has an eight and a half total. It's a pick them game. Um, I've, I've seen already this game on some sites down to eight. Uh, so I wouldn't be shocked here if this ends up being the lowest scoring game and we have decent pitching numbers from both sides of this game. Yeah. I mean, the problem with Morton is he only threw 76 pitches in the first outing and yes, he wasn't doing that great, but I'm not really certain at his age, how late they'll let him pitch into the game. So I'm still willing to take a shot. I mean, this is a guy with a pretty solid K rate last season. Um, I think he struck out 30% against lefties, which there's not a ton of lefties and 20% against righties, but the guy still has a decent amount of upside. He's still a good pitcher. It's just all about how late they're going to let him go to in the game. And it's just an unknown of whether they're going to let him go over 80 pitches. So that's what worries me, but I'm willing to take a shot just because this is one of the lowest totals on the board. And he's a guy with some K upside. Um, bats in this game, anything here standing out to you for Philly? I mean, it's not really everyone's fine, but I'm, I'm likely fading this game for the most part. They're solid pitching or solid pitchers. It's just like, I don't know how much I want to use the pitchers. So Morton's a good enough pitcher where I don't think we're going to go with him. Obviously a little bit worse versus lefties in terms of XFIP, but Strikes him out at a pretty high rate. So, yeah, Harper could end up taking him out of the park. DD doesn't strike out a huge rate. I don't mind him, but no one today grades out as a great play outside of maybe McCutcheon just because of his price tag of 3.4K. You could play Harper and Hoskins in any matchup. Like, I haven't looked at the weather yet for this game, but I would assume that it's going to be pretty hot in Atlanta. Um, so waiting for the page to load. Um, I don't mind left-handed power bat, especially like Harper here. Like at this ballpark was kind of um, built for left-handed power. So, you know, DD and Harper, I, I more Harper than DD, but I think this is a, a really good spot for Harper, assuming that the weather is solid. Um, yeah, 70, 77 at first pitch. That's not bad. Not for this time of the year. Um, anything standing out to you for Atlanta? I mean, I doubt it. I mean, all of them are so priced up, and they're probably priced a little bit too high considering it's a matchup versus Wheeler, who, again, I'm not buying into the strikeout upside, but is still a pretty decent pitcher in terms of limiting opponents. So, like, everyone's just so expensive. If you want to stack it up at low ownership, that's fine. If you want to play Freeman or Acuna or Ozuna, like – they're all fine plays. It's just this slate really doesn't have a pitcher under 7K that I want to play. So it makes it a little bit tough to fit these bats in. I mean, if you're double stacking it with a real cheap stack, that's fine. But I'm probably just going to fade the Braves just because of their price tags. But 
any one of them are great hitters, and so they can get it done. It's just Wheeler's not really the match where you really want to target them. Yeah, Freeman, like Freeman Harper one-offs, I think is probably how I would approach this game the most. I don't mind the price on Albies. I know he's really slow start to the season. Um, uh, he would be someone that I wouldn't mind taking shots on. McCutcheon, we should have mentioned McCutcheon too. He's super cheap, so. Um, moving on, we got San Diego at Texas, uh, Musgrove against Ahara, I, I think, um, is how they pronounced it the other day. I could be wrong. Um, don't shoot the, don't shoot the messenger. Um, <laughs> um, this game has a nine total and San Diego is a 170 favorite. Um, what's your thoughts here on Joe Musgrove? I'm a little bit worried about his pinch count. He is playing, um, in he is playing for San Diego, so they kind of give him a look. They'll give him a little bit of a short leash, as they have with most of their starters so far this season. So he only pitched seventy-eight in the first match. Granny did make it through six innings. He's a guy that has very good numbers. I mean, obviously, thirty percent K rate to both lefties and righties last season, and an xFIP sitting around three. So he's a good pitcher, and there's a decent amount of strikeouts in this match. Of Granny, he is better versus righties than lefties. On a normal slate, I probably wouldn't consider him. On this slate, I will, because even if he goes 80, 85 pitches, then that's more than enough to get it done going up against this Rangers team just because he can strike out a boatload of guys in the spot here. So the matchup is good enough, even if the roof is open, which I'm not sure if we've gotten an update of whether the roof's open. But if it's open, it's definitely a downgrade to him. He's still in play. But if the roof is closed, then he's definitely a much better play in this spot here, and he can rake up the strikeouts even in a limited amount of pitches and probably is going to get the win. I think he's going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. Um, really? I could be wrong, but I think he's going to be the chalkiest pitcher on the slate. Um, just looking at matchups and stuff, it's either going to be him or Plezik, in my opinion. Um, Honestly, I think it's going to be McCullers. They let him go 95 pitches in the last game. and they only have a Yeah, but at least, he's, at least he's facing Oakland, which is a, a, a decent like offense. Like. Plezik's getting Detroit and Musgrove's getting Texas. Like Texas is a very watered down Texas lineup. Like this is not the same Texas lineup over the last, like, I guess it is the same Texas lineup as last year, but like, you know, think back four or five years ago, Texas lineup is actually really strong, but I think Musgrove is a, is a great play. Um, and, and like, maybe we see McCullers, Musgrove, Plezik, Musgrove, Plezik, McCullers combos be like the, the play, maybe that's the play. Two of those three guys, um, but I think those are the three guys that are going to have the most ownership for sure. And I think Musgrove is going to be highest owned. Um, I think he's the biggest favorite too. Pretty sure. Um, yeah, one, minus one eight. Uh, please please exit minus one eight. Yeah, one eight. So yeah. pretty much the same. Um, the other side, Ahara is what it, I. I'm guessing Aracara. 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 Sounds yeah. Like, uh, I, um, I, I literally, or that might be. I, I I put in the wrong name. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you have any interest in him? No, no. This guy is uh, not a. Like, yeah, obviously, he doesn't have a ton of experience. We only have a one game start out of him, but he doesn't project out as a good pitcher. Like he is slightly below average, doesn't strike out a ton of guys, isn't particularly going to be great, doesn't give up a lot of ground balls, and, 
I mean, all I really need to say is he's facing San Diego. That's all you need to say. Koei Arahara. I was close. Um, is how it's pronounced on a broadcast. Yeah, it's the same. I don't know. He got beat up by Kansas City. We'll have to kind of see. Um, like, he was pitching pretty decent and then kind of um, had a bad last inning. So, it's just the Padres are just so talented. Just up and down the lineup. This this lineup is so talented. Even with, like, Tatis out, like, this lineup is still very talented. So, I just don't think this is the right spot for him. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Padres' bats? Play them all. I mean, 5.6 total. Play them all. They're going to be chalky, but I don't know how many people are going to be able to afford them considering um, how expensive most of the pitchers you want to play are on the slate. So most of them are kind of expensive. It helps that FAM's in there or makes their ownership drastically higher that FAM's in there. Maybe Profar will be in there so people will be able to stack it up a little bit easier. Um, but they all grade out as great plates. Arihara is not a great pitcher. Like, Texas doesn't have a great bullpen. If the Dome is open. I'll be way more apt to play them um, just because it's going to be 85 degrees in Texas tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, like fam's a great play point per dollar. Machado won the best series in the league going up against a bad pitcher. Um, Hosmer, a little bit expensive, probably not least favorite, but he's been hitting a decent. Myers is a fantastic play. And then Cronenworth and Profire and Kim and Kentari, whoever ends up in the starting lineup are all good plays. Like this is a fantastic stack for not including ownership. Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to see what their ownership looks like too, just because of price. Um, they're, they're super expensive. So it'd be interesting to see where they, where they end up ownership wise, just like fam is cheap profile is cheap, but the rest of the stack is like super expensive. So, um, any interest in the Texas bats here? They're all free. Yeah, they're all free. I mean, I don't mind Gallo. I don't mind Dahl. I don't mind Lau. I don't mind any of the lefties. I mean, uh, Musgrove's been a lot worse going up against lefties in the past year than he has versus going against righties. Tends to get a little bit wild versus lefties, which adds to a little bit of a stack value when you consider how cheap they are. Um, like, it, it kind of depends on the dome. If the dome's open, I'll play a lot of them. If the dome's closed, I'll play a little bit of them, but just because they're is a decent amount of power in here, even though Morton's not, or Musgrove's not really the biggest home run per nine guy. Still a spot where they can get the bases loaded with his, how wild he is. He can get a ton of strikeouts, but like the price tags on these guys, specifically Gallo, like Gallo, Dahl, and Lau are all super cheap and they're the best hairs in this lineup, clearly underpriced considering everything. So those are the main guys I would go with. And I don't mind a little mini stack of them. Low and Gallo probably my favorite. Um, if you want to throw in a third to make a mini stack, I don't hate it. It'd be a low on stack too, just because I do think, like I said, I, I do think he's going to be popular. Um, so Oakland at Houston, Sean Manaya against Lance McCullers. Um, we'll start here with Sean Manaya. Any interest in Manaya here? Not really. It's going up against Houston. Like, Manaya's not really the biggest K guy in the world, sitting right around 20% last season. A little bit better versus lefties than it was versus righties at limiting things, but didn't really show a ton of upside striking them out. 
Like this is in a lineup that strikes out a lot. You don't really get much upside. And he's not priced at a big discount. If he was much cheaper, it'd be a different story. But this is just a spot where I'm going to fade Manaya completely just because there's not many out, outings where he ends up crushing. And there's like 12 guys that are in that exaggeration. There's only 12 guys on the slate. There's like six guys right around his price range that I think are better plays. Yeah. Um, just this team doesn't strike out. Like, I, I'm pretty sure I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure they had the lowest strikeout rate in baseball against left handed pitching last season. So, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, um, Gariel, Tucker, like even lefty lefty matchups. Like, these are guys that just don't strike out. So, I'm, I'm not going to play Sean Manaya here. Going to the other side, um, you know, we already kind of said we expect Lance McCullers to be popular here through really a good amount of pitches in his first start of the season. 28% K rate since the start of last season, 3.35 XFIP. Um, what's your thoughts here on McCullers? Yeah, I, I, I love him. I know that Oakland's a pretty decent hitting team, but I, McCullers is my favorite spend up on the slate. Like over Plesek, over Musgrove. Like the fact that they let him go 94 pitches in the last outing. Like, dude's got a ridiculous slider. Last season, these guys in the offense, still tr- in the projected offense, still struck out a decent rate. Granted, they're probably a little bit better than that or a little bit lower strikeouts than that. But, yeah, like, this is this is just a perfect spot. Um, I don't care that McCullers struggles a little bit versus righties compared to lefties. I, it, it's just I, I love McCullers, and I love that they let him go 94 pitches in the first one. So, McCullers is my favorite spin up on the straight slate and he offers the highest upside. Yeah. He's, he's a guy that is definitely in a great spot. The only concern that I have is Oakland, you know, while they do strike out a lot, they walk a lot too. They're a very patient team and they really work counts. Um, but yeah, I think McCullers is a great play. And with that said, like, I really don't like any of the Oakland bats. You know, I, I think you could take one offs of Olsen or Chapman or Moreland, but uh, probably not on the slate. Yeah. I mean, Chapman would be the one guy just because McCullers has been a little bit worse versus righties and lefties um, is a reverse splits guy. Cause of that ridiculous curveball and that ridiculous changeup. Um, it's just Chapman would be the guy that would take his one off. I wouldn't be surprised if Chapman hit a bomb, but outside of that, I'm kind of just out for him. Um, Houston, I don't know what to think of Houston here. I really want to see what their projected ownership is because, like I said, they're not a team that really strikes out against left-handed pitching. Altuve, Bregman, Gariel, um, even Brantley, very good against left-handed pitching. A lot of high hard hit rates for like Alvarez and Correa as well. Like, I think Houston is very stackable here and they're not like overly expensive. Yeah, and honestly, I don't mind playing Alvarez there, even though it's a lefty-lefty matchup. Manea has been a little bit splits neutral. We look over the last two seasons, and he's been worse to lefties than he has to righties, but he hasn't given up a ton of ton of uh, bombs to him. Um, but he throws a changeup. He throws a curveball. Like, realistically, he probably grades out as a little bit first splitsy. So I don't mind pretty much anyone here. Alvarez is probably my favorite play, to be honest. Guy can obviously hit bombs and going up against a splits neutral pitcher where people are likely to stay away from him a little bit. I think Alvarez is the top guy I want to go with, but I'm not going to argue with Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, even Gary L. Tucker stands out as a pretty good play. Going lefty, lefty, a little bit underpriced at 4K in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, 
I, I like the Astros. I don't know if they're my favorite on this slate, but they're definitely, I'll definitely have some Astros stacks. Um, all right. Moving on, we got the final game on the slate Cincinnati at Arizona. Um, Tyler Molly against um, Taylor Widener. Um, any interest here in Molly? No, I think he gets destroyed. I'm expecting a decent or some ownership on him in this game. I mean, this guy is not a bad pitcher. Um, big problem is he struggles versus lefties. Look at last season 5.87 XFIP versus lefties. 10% lower K rate, way more walks. I I, I, I think they're probably going to, well, granted, it's not the greatest lineup in the world, but they're going to probably roll out six lefties going up against him. He's fine. I'm just not playing him. Like, his struggles versus lefties worry me a little bit too much. See, he's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. He was, he was throwing harder in spring training, and, like, even in his first start, he was throwing harder than he was last season. And with Marte out of the lineup, like he got put on the IL, I'm yeah. hoping for the best for him. But like, who scares you, Rojas? Like Peralta? Like I, I get it; they can go lefty, lefty heavy with Cabrera and Peralta and Escobar and these guys. But like, it's still not like a super scary lineup. It's their first game coming out of cores too. Like, I don't know, man. I, I kind of like Molly here, just to get like when we're looking at like the pitching on the slate in general, like if you're trying to go under 8K, like who else do you play to get off of Musgrove, McCullers, Plesic, and Wheeler? I think I think the answer is Tyler Molly. I mean, Heaney. Like, I don't, I don't know where ownership's going to land. Like, I have to right. wait for it. No, I, I don't mind Molly. The problem is I'm probably going to be playing a decent amount of Arizona bats because I am expecting him to be decently owned just because of his big K rate. Um, but, I mean, I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong because I, I, I just don't see me being wrong. Like Arizona, you look at plate IQ and their numbers for their hitters really don't match up too well. Like they have a horrible offense going up against right-handed pitching. But I, I don't know. and I, We'll see. But I – I'm not arguing with playing Molly. It's just based on the fact that I think he's going to be decently owned because he is fairly cheap. And like, it's going to be between him and Eni for the second option. Cause I'm guessing people are going to, I mean, some people will roll out Musgrove McCullers and police but I think the move is going to be play police or play McCullers pair him with Heaney or Molly. And it's because of that, that I kind of like the Arizona bats, but he is a high K pitcher. He is probably a little bit too cheap when you consider the matchup, especially with that Mark day in there. But I, I don't know. Like, we'll see where I'm sitting at in the morning, figuring things out and seeing where ownership kind of lands. But if he's going to be loaned, absolutely take a shot on him. Um, on the other side of this game, we have Widener um, pitch really decent against the Padres. Um, only 381 pitches. With Zach Gullen out, you know, we obviously expect Widener to pitch here. Um, maybe a couple more starts. It was his first start in the majors, and he pitched uh, really well. Uh, what are your thoughts here on Widener? I mean, if you really need to save money, that's fine. I'm probably not going to go there. I mean, this guy that, this is a guy that probably grades out as K for nine inning, but he gets wild. He can walk a whole lot of guys. I think he, last year um, as a reliever, he was – 15% walk rate, I want to say, 14% walk rate. 
like not great. You can definitely get into trouble. And I mean, maybe that means that you don't fully want to stack Cincinnati, but I, I don't think that I'm going to end up playing um, Widener just because not a huge amount of upside. He's probably going to get wild and there's a huge potential for downside. And I'm not sure I'm going to need the money. Yeah. Five X whip in that first game, 200 Babbitt, 47% hard hit rate, um, 12 and a half percent walk rate, more, more of it looks like going to be a fly ball type of guy from looking at his stats last season as well out of the bullpen. Um, he's going to strike some guys out. Like he, he's going to generate some strikeouts, but I don't think this is a spot to play him. And if you remember back, I'm pretty sure it was with you opening day. I was like, I really love the reds this season. And what stinks for DFS is we really haven't got to play them, but they've been smashing um, double digit runs in three of the last four games. They have put up at least five runs in every game this season. Like the Reds have been awesome, and it stinks because we really haven't got to stack them. But I love the Reds here. Mustakas is four one. Um, Suarez is forty four. Like Castellanos is expensive at fifty three, but he's been the hottest hitter in baseball to start the season. Like I love the Cincinnati stack in this game. Yeah, they definitely seem a bit too underpriced. I mean, we look at Houston, we look at uh, San Diego, and they're clearly priced way above so yeah decent way to save money is play the reds um they have been great this year widener's not a great pitcher he's gonna get a little bit wild like the stack is great and even his one-offs like suarez mustakis and zell if he makes the lineup all these guys are a bit too cheap even india and castellanos has just been so good so far this season that yeah, you can play the Reds. I, I still haven't decided how much of them I'm going to play, but they all grade out as very good plays, and they're all playing well, and this grades out as a very good stack um, just based on the fact that Widener is going to be a fly ball guy that can get into some walk trouble. And you can leave your first base spot open. It's not, nothing better than that. Like, you don't even have to stack Joey Votto. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> Listen, well, it, wouldn't be, to. it wouldn't be the morning grind if I wasn't able to get a shot on Joey Votto in there, but... Um, yeah, even guys like Tyler Nyquin, like he's been hitting the ball super well to start the season. So um, very, very, very interested in the Reds here. Um, love this stack. Love this stack. So uh, let's play the morning grind game and we'll get out of here. Talk about Arizona. Oh, you love Arizona. I forgot. Go ahead. I mean, honestly, I'm all sorry. The lefties. <laughs> I mean, they don't grade out as good players, but Molly's really struggled versus lefties. If he's going to be chalky, which I expect him to be, like I know Rojas isn't great, but play Walker, the lone righty in there. Um, but Peralta, Cabrera, Escobar, I really like. Um, I don't think they're going to come in heavily owned. Like I said, I think Molly's going to be chalk. Play these guys with power and just hope for the best just because like Molly is going to be chalk and he really struggles versus lefty, so he can get into some trouble. Arizona might end up putting up five runs in the two first two innings just because they roll out enough lefties. I'm probably higher on it than most other people, but this is the tournament stack of the day for me. It's the Diamondbacks. I like it. I like it. Uh, we're going to be very interested to see a lot of runs um, be scored in this game. Like, <laughs> it seems like we're very high. You're very high on Arizona. I'm very high on Cincinnati. So, I'm going to be rooting for a lot of Cincinnati runs. You're going to be rooting for a lot of Arizona runs. So, yep. Oh, sorry. I had to sneeze. Oh, sneeze. Um, 
Yeah, good old sneeze. All right, morning grind game, and then uh, we'll get out of here for the weekend. I got some NASCAR stuff to work on, and um, Grant has some tacos to eat. Um, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. I guess I'll go Eni. All right. Uh, I'm going to go Tyler and Molly. I think those are the two options on under 8K to get there. I think Weiner could. I wouldn't be shocked if he does, but um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust at the top? I'm going with Wheeler. All right. I'll go Steven Matz. Um, over 4K to hit a home run. I'm going to go with, you know, I'm going with Vlad. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to stay in that same game. I think Mike Trout is the best play on the slate today. He's expensive, but I think it's a day to pay up for him. Uh, under 4K to get two hits. I'll go David Peralta. All right. I'm going to go Tyler Nyquin. I just got done talking about how much he's been hitting the ball well um, to start the season. And, um, yeah, if he gets to start here, it's four home runs on the season. I didn't realize they have four home runs on the season. Did you know that? I did not. Oh, yeah. I know he had two in one game the other night against Pittsburgh, but I didn't realize that he had four home runs already. Um, there we go. Tyler Nyquin. Stack to score six or more runs. Um, I guess I have to go with the Diamondbacks. Well, I'm going to go Cincinnati. So we might as well just pull that game up and bet the over. Um, nine? Yeah. It's not bad. It yeah. opened at nine. It's already up to nine and a half. Vegas is on it. They're with us. Um, it. Over under uh, money line, anything standing up to you here night before? I guess. I mean, if we're doing, I'll let you have the over on that. I'll take Houston minus one sixty three. All right, I'm going to take Cincinnati minus one twenty five on the road. Ooh, I like it. I like the Reds a lot, so I, I think they beat Arizona. I think Marte being out of the lineup is huge. Um, so I'm going to go with Ty- Ty- Tyler Malley beating Taylor. The battle of the T's and um, hopefully the Reds stay hot and make me some money today. So that's going to wrap it up here for Friday. Grant, any final thoughts? I need to go get some bed. Some bed. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to go work on NASCAR stuff. So enjoy your bed. Um, Hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back Monday. Good luck. We'll see you then. See you, kids.